Love the Lifers. I'm Brad Rose. Welcome to a, another edition of the Seltzer Salon. My guest today is the one, the only Bob Bellaru. Um, good Lord, I could rattle off a laundry list of incredible things Bob's done over the last, I don't know, 30 years or however long it's been. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I will spare you <laughs> that, of course, he's known well known for organizing orchestrating putting on the end times fest which is one of the i mean one of the coolest music events that happens every year and we didn't talk about that at all though we really we got into a couple recent collaborations that he'd done and talking about collaboration in general um so there's eternities which he does with katie porter who's an incredible clarinetist from up in new york and they actually just they just did a tour out of the pacific northwest hopefully you caught him if they're out there and just i'm a really big fan of the project it's just it's it feels like a new sound world that bob's kind of exploring compared to a lot of his earlier stuff or other stuff that i've been familiar with and then he also has an album with francisco moreno that just came out a couple months ago and it's it's like a totally different beast they're both really good and and it's one of the things i really have always admired about uh bob's stuff is that there's it encompasses a lot of different sonic elements sound worlds and all those things uh but it always it always sounds like bob right so i think that's a cool thing uh, that you know i think that yeah i don't know i i that's that's that is for me that is that is what i but these two are particularly very very good and i, I really recommend checking out both of them so um so we talked about all that and a little bit more recorded this a couple weeks ago like i said it was like right before they were going out on tour and uh yeah hope you enjoy So my guest today is the one and only Bob Bellaru, um, who has, in the, I guess in the last what month or so, these two new collabs have come out. Uh, Eternities is I, it's a newish project, right? Yeah, started this year. Okay, and then um, this collaboration with Francisco Marino, and yeah. So how's it going? <laughs> good, good. Uh, so and you. you said this before we kind of started here but you're getting ready to go on tour out on the west coast or pacific northwest with eternities right yeah going to uh, portland I next guess... week and it's like to be playing some gigs yeah i guess for those who don't know it's so it's your it's a duo with katie porter who is a clarinetist or bass clarinetist is that right she um, plays both okay i guess that makes sense um how did you guys first start playing together it just kind of came up um we're old friends from cal arts years ago and then she started playing in the city with some other acts and just like enjoyed hearing what she was up to and we started just kind of jamming and kind of as quickly like wow this, this could turn into something um and it's a different thing for me because i don't usually work with you know strict instrumentalists i'll say right <laughs> You know, and so, but what's nice is that it just, I'm, you know, changed my approach to it so that it's like, we're, you know, I feed her sound and through my stuff and it's like, we're creating oh, okay. an instrument in a way out of the whole thing. 
out of the whole yeah. room or the whole PA. And, um, and that's just been really fun to just kind of start fresh and with the whole new approach, um, to the project. Yeah, that's cool. I, I don't know that I realized that that's, that's kind of what the setup was. Um, did what, what's kind of been the, I, I mean, you kind of talked about what's been the different thing, like what's been the sort of most surprising aspect of it for you? Well, um, I, I think what's refreshing for me is just like I said, starting over fresh and I'm finding that I bring, you know, for the most part, I bring all the same pedals and equipment that I normally use, but I'm not really touching any of the kind of more heavier distorted mm -hmm. kind of overdrive blown out kind of stuff. And that it's just been really just about the discovery of what happens in the interplay mm -hmm. of, you know, her horn and my feedback electronics. Um, Are you guys, is it most, is it mostly improvised, entirely improvised, not at all improvised? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty much um, all improvised. There's like, we've only done about i think three gigs and each of those there was kind of like a, a approach that we like to take where mm -hmm. katie can kind of start by herself to set the tone and to kind of prime everyone's ears in a way <laughs> i don't know people who know my work maybe assume that i'm just going to be like you know balls to the wall but right <laughs> you know right. and <laughs> and so it's kind of it's just nice to let that start it and then to come back to that so yeah. that, you know, as I build, I'm, I'm not, you know, um, coming in hard, but we get to some heavy places, but then we're scaling it down and up a lot, which is really fun. And, you know, she's worked on her own with some working out, um, tonal clusters and harmonics and things that she wants to bring to it. And I've, like I said, I've kind of, have my own approach to the project, but we're really just kind of feeling it all move in the moment that it's happening and we don't, we don't overthink it too much. Um, Sounds like it'll be a fun tour. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really great experience and chance for us to really to rehearse because playing <laughs> rehearsing with this kind of stuff, you can do it of course. And we have, but um every gig is totally different like yep. the interplay or the feedback and the bass and, re and response and the size of the room and everything right it's just completely different and so this will just give us a chance to really dig in further to the work um yeah i think that was one of the things that surprised me too it was just yeah like i said most of my familiarity with your work at least from back in the day and all that is much more just yeah blown out all everything going crazy but um the radioactive desire record for was that what two years ago now Jeez, um which i realize yeah. is kind of a totally different thing and not some i mean it is a collaboration but it's also this was these were pieces you wrote right yeah they were um loosely written some like were really specific projects and tactics and approaches and some were kind of just like exploratory Let's see what happens. And um, yeah, that was recorded right in the, the hot, the, the hot summer of, of 2020. And then it came out the next year. Yeah. That, I, that one really caught, like caught me off guard. I was not, it, it's, it's still one of my, I don't know. It's probably one of my favorite things for the last few years. And the, 
the sort of ensemble you have on there is like this all time <laughs> incredible ensemble. Oh, um, yeah, it was really satisfying again to work with all musicians and um there's just such a freshness to it of like, you know, people had not really been playing up until sure. that point through all the pandemic. And so uh and <clears throat> yeah, very satisfying project. Do you feel like working in those sort of contact with like like with musicians like that, with Katie, with all the people who played on that, has it like when it comes to your own sort of approach or things that you do on your own, has it like expanded your thinking or chain, you know, taught you anything different that has sort of bled into your solar work? Um, well, it's, it's definitely can require just like a, a resetting of my approach. I mean, with what I do, working with feedback and kind of creating these like environments that I'm improvising within, a lot of times it's like, it starts out with just like a testing and discovery of what's working and how it goes. And then from there, once I get comfortable in the room, then I can go from there. So it's always been part of my process. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, you know, a lot of it is was kind of like a humbling experience of like, okay, well, I like, I have ideas for stuff, but I'm not like a composer or, right. you know, uh, and, but it also has been really good to just kind of revisit my improvisation roots and just be like, this is something else I want to do more of. And, and just the freshness that comes from working with really skilled musicians who are really dedicated to their craft and, and just kind of having a different interplay mm -hmm. than, you have when you're working with other electronic noise artists. Um, right. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing this duo for the last year and a half or so with, um, this guy, Nate Pape, who he actually used to be a New York guy. Um, but he's got, he like went to school for music and has like, knows all this stuff. And he's, he's like a real musician and it's, it all, every time we get together and play it, I feel like I'm getting a lesson in some ways, but in this like really interesting way. And I don't know, it's, I totally know what you mean where it's like this really refreshing experience of, and it, for me, it like, I feel like it pushes me to, it's like, Oh, okay. I think about this in different ways to try and explain it or interact with it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I been playing a long time and I have my kind of ways of working. Sure. Um, but I also like, it's hard for me to have a dedicated practice just because mm -hmm. my life is crazy and busy and with the kid and with work and yep. everything. And, and so I, I really am very much, especially being in, since I've been in New York, it's really just been like a, like a live practice of being, you know, setting up at a gig, playing the gig. <laughs> and yeah. there's, there, there's rehearsal that comes or there's like practice sessions of like new piece of equipment. Let's make sure it works in the way right. I want it to, or, but, um, you know, and and also, like I said, the it's just so, totally different every gig. Yeah. Um, and so, recording sessions are really satisfying, but actual rehearsals sometimes are just like, man, like I, right. <laughs> I just yeah. want to get into it. And 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 also, you can't rehearse at home with subwoofers. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so I can't fully get there. Um, yeah. No, that's. I feel like that's every time we say okay we're gonna get together and practice it just turns into a it's like 
I, I mean, I record everything because I, I'm like, this is going to, if this turns into something, I don't want to, I don't want to miss this. Cause I don't know when we're going to get to do this again because yeah, I don't, I'm the same way I have. Like, I don't feel like I have time for it, like that. I would like to be able to really, I don't know, be, <laughs> do it more often, I guess. But, um, yeah. And working with Katie too, it's like, she's, she's a pro, you know, and been yeah. touring with, like filling up my block and all these just amazing composers oh, and so there's a whole approach that she has of just needing to you know figure things out that you know it's not just pure improv like at the beginning it was like we're trying this we're trying that and we got to a working place where then it was like okay now we understand it and now we can just kind of do it you know um it's not really i mean I, it, we're improvising but i don't think of it as improv Right. You know, it's, right. it's like we've developed a vocabulary and a way of working. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's always not. So, so do, I mean, do you feel like you basically could, you, if you can just, you guys can show up and just like do your thing? <laughs> it's like, this, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely feel like that. Um, that's great. But there's, uh, but there's also a, a, like a cautious, considered approach to mm -hmm. it, which is compositional. But we're not really talking too much about exactly it. But sometimes there's ideas that come up of like, oh, can how can I like give her a volume pedal so that her stuff she can control her actual volume in the room mm. if she's going through my rig, you know, just right. um, things like that. Uh, so we're we're trying new things like that, which is going to be part of you know part of a live experience this next right. week. <laughs> um, before I move on from the Eternities project, do you guys have any? any new stuff coming out or just i guess i mean obviously the tour is the big thing but um we have some <clears throat> some stuff in the can but we decided to just kind of let this one roll and then um you know then see after the tour see look back at that other material and just see how it yeah. sounds yeah that makes sense um so the other recent record that came out is this one with francisco how how long have you guys known each other? Like, how'd you first meet? And what's that story? Let's see. I think we played a gig together. I think it was like 2006. Oh, wow. In LA. Um, he was touring with his project Frock. Uh, and we just ended up on a bill together. Um, and let's see. Then I went to Europe and played in Lausanne where he lives. And then he, you know, and then it just kind of, that kind of thing continued where then he came to New York, we did some gigs and, and we did an album together around 2009, I think, or 10. Um, and then this one came about because I played the Luft Festival in Lausanne in, I think, 2016. And then I had a job in the city that following week and I had a few days off and they gave me a <laughs> studio at the um, arsenic um, theater complex. And nice. so we just, just jammed. We were just like, hey, let's, you know, let's just right. see what come, how comes of it. Um, and Francisco, like, unlike me, has a very, like, from the outside, has a very strong practice. You mm -hmm. know, he's just, he's very productive. He's really thorough in his mixing and editing, et cetera. And <clears throat> so it, it was just something that, was sitting in the can and then, I was, then we started working on talking about it and then it just kind of like came to fruition um 
did do you feel like so i'm curious like in those situations where it's like you guys were just jamming you have these recordings how much like how much of what we're hearing is sort of just the performer like how much editing is there how much i don't know i'm always curious what people's sort of approaches to that kind of thing are because obviously i mean a lot of projects i've been in have been you know i think of like one of our main mutual friends is nathan young and he and i recorded Mm -hmm. hundreds of hours of stuff together and most of it's just like well let's find the good chunk here that you Mm -hmm. know and that becomes the project so i always i always wonder how you know what your guys' approach with especially because talking about like you said francisco has this from your perspective this really kind of this different kind of practice i mean honestly i have no clue um <laughs> you know it's just it, it is it just it's there floating sure. in the ether on a cloud you know <laughs> um and but uh we we definitely going into it we didn't have any plans we didn't yeah pl- we didn't talk it through we just kind of started playing and we had way more material than we ended up on the album uh, so right. <laughs> i'm sure there's editing involved because we had to distill it somehow but um you know he just really <laughs> dove into it and um my main contribution was the title uh- of the <laughs> album he he came up with the artwork and then also I, I express a desire that all the um, writing and the text on the album be in French, which he was like, oh, aren't you fancy? You know? <laughs> because, you know, right. he's, he's fluent and I'm, I play at fluency. Um, but, but yeah, mostly um, he just really dug in and turned it into something. Um. <laughs> going let's go like way way backward do you remember like your first any your earliest sort of collaboration or like first experiences with i guess playing with other people i guess you know i mean probably was i would maybe in bands when you were younger i don't know but like your first like initial experiences but then like your first experiences doing this with like in the kind of realm that you've you know, like experimental noise, whatever, you know, how you want to call it, like where, where it began. (laughs) Well, um, my first musical form was like percussion and I played drums in, in elementary school, but, um, then like got into, um, drum circle hand, you know, junk metal hand drum kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so that was really the first like kind of music I did, which was mostly free form. And a lot of it was rooted in African and um, Cuban and Haitian rhythms. But um, also I got into gamelan. But with electronics, that was more something that was in the background. Also being a big fan of punk and acid rock and mm-hmm. feedback and Jimi Hendrix. And so it all started to come together at some point where I was like, for some, I was actually in touch with Einstürz and the Neubauten. And I was oh, like, wow. how do you amplify metal? And they're like, get some piezos. And I had, cause I was using, like, I had been in an electronic shop and they had a mic element and I was like, how do you use this? And he like wrote me a, he drew a schematic for me, oh, a yeah. really simple, cheap, like a 50 cent mic basically. Right. And of course it immediately turned to feedback. Um, so it just kind of went from there um, and learning about piezos and speaker drivers, and, um, physical sound um how old were you roughly when this 
Well, I guess it was like 25. So it was about half my life ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's like improvising with electronics is, can be really different. Like with live, um, I don't know what, what to call it, but kind of continuous sound. Yeah. like feedback it's very different than percussion where it's like you have to hit something and then something happens and it decays right. it goes away or using uh, electronic instruments like a keyboard or a right. sequencer where it's like again something happens and then it goes away so it's um definitely something i had to learn a lot about was like how to kind of able to be present and make the sound and the energetic feeling i wanted without just it being like Bleh, just forever and ever right you know <laughs> like a fire hose with no end. Um, um, and like, how do I know how loud to be? That was like a huge lesson. That was, you know, yeah. Oh my God. That's like one of the hardest things. And, and I just, I finally learned. It's like, if I could just barely hear myself, that is the perfect amount because it's just way too easy to be that guy who's way too loud. Oh my God. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, I've been that guy and I've played with that person where the, and you wonder, it's like, are you aware of how? I remember, yep. I don't know if you've seen that Keith Rowe documentary that came out a couple of years ago. Um, but there's this like really great scene where he's talking, I think he's, he's like talking to Christian Wolf and he's saying, they're talking about, you know, the early days of the AMM and stuff. And he's saying, it's like, oh, you know, or when you hear that sound, you're like, God, what is that awful sound? And then you <laughs> turn your thing off, you realize, oh, shit, that was me. <laughs> was For like, real. Oh. It's like the realest real. moment of that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We've all been that person. Yeah. I think the, the like volume is a really interesting thing. And I haven't, I haven't had that conversation, this conversation with somebody, but that is one of the hardest things to figure out. Well, yeah, especially like with noise where it's like full right, power the, always right. as loud as possible. Right. Right. And there's a aesthetic like need for that and power in that, that is important and valid, but it's also been really great to then just be able to be like, to pull back, and yeah. kind of let there be space yeah. and so that so that when if the if the mic is seating you back it's not pure like you know um monotone but it right. can just be breathe in a way where other sounds will influence it and and that's something i've been really enjoying a lot of like if i have a mic a live mic on my table and there's some feedback occurring but then i can literally just go a little bit mm -hmm. just with my mouth with the mic nowhere near my mouth and it's just enough to influence it and it causes a beating pattern you know to occur yeah um, or or my mic will pick up you know katie who's like you know sitting out you know next to my table but nowhere really near it um and uh i really like that a lot and just that that I don't know, just that living presence of the energy of the room, mm -hmm. being able to speak and breathe and, or just like the, the subtle movements that occur. Like sometimes you turn your head a little and you get a little change in the sound, but also your physical proximity to a table when there's a active mm -hmm. mic that's in a feedback kind of um, oscillation that you can actually change the sound of it just because of the reflection that's coming off your chest or something. Yeah, You know, are you moving your hand near it and it actually causes it to change? Um, I did this recording session years ago when I worked at the kitchen where it was, I just had, 
a mic and I was using this bamboo flute and I was just kind of amplifying it. And I stood there for like 10 minutes, just doing this like really subtle little dance where I'd just be like barely moving and I would shift the teeniest bit. It would cause the, the feedback to erupt and then it would go back to more like ambient atmospheric um, feedback. Oh man. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I look like, I like when I'm, uh, this would be an, a thing that would always happen when Ajilaska was playing, but like, you know, be this just big drone going on, but then slightly tweaking what the synth or oscillator is doing to that. It's like you move it just the tiniest amount and it changes the whole, like, I don't know, like frequent, the, it just starts, adds this movement or something. I, finding those pockets was always, and, and then, you know, you've got somebody else. So like that they're doing it too. And you're this, this is constant dance or something of, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, it's the best feeling, especially when you get in that pocket, it's just like, don't move don't move for a second (laughs) um no that's awesome i yeah i mean i i yeah i I wish i i I get bummed that i don't have as much time these days for just like doing live improv with people and stuff i mean and there's you know around here it's not as active as other places but yeah time time is the ever time and space i mean i just i miss not having space to work you know in my house i don't have a basement where i can get loud or i have enough space i can do something like katie and i our first few jams were just in my living room you know (laughs) and and it was fine but you can hear sometimes the neighbors creaking across the (laughs) the floor above (laughs) you know but uh it's okay yeah yeah, those are the, I mean, that's <laughs> time and space. Those are two of the biggest. There you go. That's America 2023. 20, <laughs> um, well, cool. I don't know. I'm, I don't know that I got anything else. <laughs> Is there anything else that, uh, I guess, what else do you have coming up? I guess that'd be a good thing to ask about. But be like, other uh-huh. whether it's collab solo like i mean there's the tour we've which i've mentioned a hundred times and i keep mentioning the tour even though this may come out after the tour but um yeah what what else is like what are you working on well i've been digging back into the percussion realms and um doing like this last year it was a big part of my set of using electronics but with metal bowls and stuff oh, as I think resonators I saw... I think I saw a video. Well, it was like he played this last weekend, right? It, um, yeah, I played at Buddy Fest, and that was a purely acoustic set because I was working nearby and I didn't know what time I was going to show up, and I just wanted to be able to just to kind of oh, walk nice. in and play. And it felt really good to just yeah. do it, no electronics, except with was well, using a couple bullhorns, uh, making feedback with these metal bowls. But I call that my acoustic set because I'm not plugging into the PA. Right. Um, so just wanting to work more with that and i think work i have i've i made some recordings in the last couple of years getting that a lot of that as source material so that's something i want to dig into and um make an album out of that work um but i'm just psyched to be touring like on yeah. this tour it's, it's like it was hard enough to tour before camp covid just with my life and then since then i've had like oh i did a I did a three night tour and I was out of town for one night, you know, and, um, he's slowly building up. And so now we're doing six gigs over seven days. And so, 
Uh, I'm just psyched about that. I just want to be playing more. I'm really just more focused, I think, on experiences and not as much about like trying to fill the world with albums and, you know, um, trying, trying to just be more. And the more every time I move and how much I have to purge my own like record collection, I'm just oh, like <laughs> trying to just be a lot more conscientious about that. And yeah, I just focus on living experience and, you know, real people in a real room. Nice. Well, I think that's a really good place to stop. Once again, got to thank Bob for taking the time doing it. Uh, it's really good to just connect and, and have a conversation. Like I said, I love lifers, man. I love, you know, that's, that's the, that's what I consider myself. It's, it's a lot of the people that I've, you know, there's people I've been doing stuff with for a long time. We're talking about Nathan Young. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's my like lifer in crime. I don't know. That doesn't make any, any sense. Oh, and real quick. So the, the first music break at the beginning was from the Eternities album on a harmonic ooze, and then the one just before this was from the collab with Francisco Moreno. So, links to all that in the show notes. Thanks as always for giving this a listen, and I hope everybody gives some time to check out this music. And I don't know, that's it. I'm out of here. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>